Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. We are all aware of the tragic situation that happened in the Muslim Ummah. We are all aware of it. We all feel saddened for it. We all feel the sorrow and the pain that's going on in the Muslim Ummah. With the people of Syria, the people of Turkey, the earthquake that took place just about four, five, six days ago. The earthquake that took the lives of more than 22,000 Muslims, people, lives, and triple or more than that, that they are injured. Houses destroyed, houses demolished, businesses destroyed, businesses demolished. So we send our deepest, our deepest condolences to the Muslims that have lost loved ones. We send our deepest sympathies to those who have been injured, lost their homes or their livelihood. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shower his mercy and forgiveness upon those that may have passed away and count them as shuhada. Allahumma ameen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala soften the hearts of those that have lost loved ones, loved ones, and cover them with the clock of iman and sabr. Allahumma ameen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provide ease for the rescue of the aid of the ummah, responding to the pain of the ummah. Allahumma ameen. Brothers and sisters, it's a calamity, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chooses people to go to Jannah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chooses people who are shuhada. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in a hadith said, Abu Huraira radiyallahu anhu, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam shuhada khamsa. المطعون والمبطون والغرق وصاحب الهدم والشهيد في سبيل الله عز وجل. There are five types of martyrs. One who dies of the plague. The one who dies of abdominal disease. Disease المبطون والغرق and the one who drowned. وصاحب الهدم and the one who is killed by his house. Buried, falling on him. والشهيد في سبيل الله عز وجل And the one who dies for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept them as shuhada. This is the sayings of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَمَا يَنْطِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحِيٌ يُوحَىٰ And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam also said, عجبا لأمر المؤمن إن أمره كله خير وليس ذلك لأحد إلا للمؤمن 
إن أصابته سراء شكر فكان خيرا له وإن أصابته ضراء صبر فكان خيرا له Strange is the affairs of the mu'min of the believer for there is good for him in every matter and this is not the case but for the believer for the, for the mu'min إن أصابته سراء if, he, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestows in him something that's good and he's happy with it, then he thanks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and thus it's good for him. And when he's harmed and tested, he shows patience and that's also good for him. And this is only to the believers in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. للمؤمن. Dear brothers and sisters, earthquakes are expected. And by the way, if we look at the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this earth is the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran, when we study the Quran and understand the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah An-Nahl says, Ayah 15, Ba'da'udhu billahi minash shaitan ar-rajim, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Wa'alqa fil ardi rawasiya, Antamida bikum, Wa'anharan wa subulan la'allakum tahtadun, Wa'alqa fil ard, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed into the earth the mountains, rawasiyah. Rawasiyah, mountains. For what reason? Antamida bikum. So it doesn't shake. So it doesn't shake when you're on it. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us these mountains are to handle an issue. These mountains are to handle a fault within that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created within the earth, which is the earth shaking. And the mountains are used to go and stop that. Al-Tabari, when he's explaining this ayah, says that Qais ibn Ubad said, إِنَّ اللَّهَ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَ لَمَّا خَلَقَ الْأَرْضَ جَعَلَ التَّمُورِ قَالَتِ الْمَلَائِكَةِ مَا هَذِهِ بِمُقَرَّةٍ عَلَى ظَهْرِهَا أَحَدٍ مَا هَذِهِ بِمُقِرَّةٍ عَلَى ظَهْرِهَا أَحَدٍ فَأَصْبَحَتْ so when Allah, this is in the tafsir of At-Tabari, says that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the earth, the earth started shaking, and the malaika saw it shaking. So they said, no one will be able to live on it. No one will be able to live when it's shaking, no one going to be able to live on it. Next morning, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the mountains and they saw the mountains and the earth was stable. There is, this is a creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this ayah by itself, when we look at it, it's not just an information for us to say, MashaAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the mountains for us. We have developed in science and technology. We have developed in science and technology. And we know the mountains, when they go deep into the earth, its density gets much higher. The density, the density gets much higher for the mountains when they are below the surface of the earth. And it goes deep. So for engineers who design buildings that are 100 meters high, 200 meters high, 300 meters high, there is an ayah for them here. There is an indication for them here. Foundation. Build the foundation correctly. We, the Muslims, the architects, the engineers, we build 
sky buildings, sky rise here, sky rise buildings. We cannot build a two-story, three-story building in Syria or Turkey that will be able to live and stay during an earthquake. We can. Yes, we can. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us. And the technology and the science nowadays knows how to. Knows how to do it. But what's preventing us? What's, what's preventing us? Every country in, the, country in the world has its own rules and regulations. It has its own code for building. It has its own codes for structure. And they are enforced. When you go to Japan and an earthquake like this happens, do you see 20,000 or 22,000 or 30,000 or 1,000 casualties who die because of that? No. When it happens in San Francisco, do you see this number? You don't see this number. But when it happened in Turkey just 20 years ago, 25 years ago, almost close in the same area, it took numbers more than this. And we did not learn the lesson. The architects knew how, what to do. But who's in charge of the affairs of the Muslims? Who's in charge of affairs of the Muslims in that area? Isn't it the government of Turkey and the government of Syria? Who have rules? They have rules. These are engineering rules that everyone who studies civil engineering and architecture engineering knows this. Knows these rules. But you have corruption. Go and build. Violate the code. And yalla. We let it go. All what you have to do, just pay maybe a penalty of... Uh, hundred dollars or hundred dinars or whatever the currency is there, or maybe if you're connected, well connected, you don't have to pay anything. And what's the result? The result is what you saw. Where is taking care of affairs of the Muslims? The way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants. The ayat that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed in the Quran, this is for us to go and understand and learn from it. So we can run the affairs of the people so the ones who want to charge run affairs of the people the way that pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Where is that? Where is that? When you allow violation of rules in an area that's known, it's known for earthquakes. That area is known. It's not something new. The history shows that. And the recent history shows that. What did the government do? Nothing. Let it go. Let the people build the way that they want. Why do we have to go and build according to the court? No problem. Don't worry about that. Where do we go and spend their money? Where, what did Turkish government did and spend the money? Where? Going and fighting a proxy war in Libya. And instead of spending the money on taking care of the affairs of the people the correct and the right way. Where the people of Syria, the government of Syria, what did it do with the money? Killing its own people. Not making sure that buildings in that area are built the right and the correct way. This is what Islam mandates from someone who stands up and takes care of affairs of the people, affairs of the people. This is what Islam mandates from them. To take care of the affairs of their, the people, not to take care of their own affairs. But unfortunately, we live under a system. We live under a system. That my interest is most important than all the people's interests. My interest as a ruler 
as in the government, or as someone who is, who is in charge of enforcing a code, my interest is more important than the lives of the people. Who are, what's the life of the Muslims there? What is it? Who cares about it? That's their view to it. It's a known place where there are earthquakes that happen. Why don't you do anything about it? Why don't tell the people don't build there and enforce it because that's part of taking care of them. That's part of taking care of them. That's part of you've been asked in front, you will be asked about that in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You will be asked, every one of them in charge, he will be asked, why did you allow this? You know this area, this stuff happens there. You know it happens. It happened and it happened 20 years ago. Why do you allow it? Well, when you look at the civilized world, look at Chicago when it was rebuilt. Look at San Francisco when it was built. They had that in mind. Taking care of the affairs of their people. Not like us. Our life, the life of Muslims is worthless to them. I'm sorry to bring up this, but that's a reality. That's the reality there. Look when you have a Khalifa, an Imam, who fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you all know the example of Umar bin Khattab radiyallahu anha at the time of the famine. Al-Maja'ah. That happened in Al-Madina. What did he do? He's a man who's sitting at the position in charge of the affairs of all Muslims. And there is an issue that's happening in an area. It's his responsibility to go and take care of it. He sends the letters to the walis in Al-Basra and Al-Wali in Egypt. Help your Muslim brothers. They are in need. That's it, one sentence. Help your Muslim brothers, they are in need. Caravan after caravan. Taking care of their brothers. And this is Basra al-Iraq. And that's Egypt, which has nothing to do with Medina in, in, in the current terminology. According to the colonial psychospeco divisions, what Egypt has to do with Medina? What Basra al-Iraq has to do with Medina? What do I have to do from Jordan? What do I have to do with the people of Turkey? Man, I have Syria in between, another country that's in between. Another colonial creation in between. So it keeps me divided. I don't feel with them and I will not be able to do anything. Muslims wants to give, Muslims wants to go and help. And such disaster will require quick, quick response. But how are you going to do a quick response between the borders? The Wali of Basra was able to send because hey, there is no checkpoints on the way. It's all one land, no checkpoint, no airports, no security checking, no, no, no passport, nothing. The Wali of Egypt, same thing. But now if you want to send anything to Syria, good luck. Good luck. You need borders, after borders, security check, after security check, and they are your cousins, blood cousins. They are your brothers too, your blood brothers, not just Muslim brothers. Security after security after security. Because of what? Because we accepted a Sikh Spiko declaration. 
We accepted a division and we stayed divided. And we're paying the result. We're paying for that. We're paying the price. We're paying the price. Brothers and sisters, it is sad. Our situation is sad. Look at the people in Syria. Turkey, they're getting help and support. They're getting. But their response is also not equivalent to the response of the United States. Syria, borders are closed. They're not able to get the people who are still alive and they hear them. They're not able because they don't have the equipment. They don't have that. And the people are, and the governments, not the people, because the people cannot do much. You have borders blocking everything. The governments are not doing anything to do that, for that. Because they're not there to serve people. They're there to serve their masters, the colonial powers of the world. The colonial powers of the world. These colonial powers of the world, they suck the resources of all the, of all the lands. So when there is a disaster like this happens in their land, the quick response, right away, they have all the resources. But in our land, when something like this happens, we don't have resources. We want this authorization. We want that authorization. We want this approval. We want that approval. We go through a whole long process, and at the end, people are dying. More and more are dying. More and more are dying. And that's a reality of a system that we live in. This is a systemic issue in the whole system that the whole world is living in. And we Muslim, Muslims have to take lesson from this. Have to understand. Have to understand this is the root cause. The root cause is not an earthquake or the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We know this is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We know that. And we accept it. And we say, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. But we have to hold people accountable who are in charge when it comes. What they have done in a preparation for this and how they go and react. Do they react the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded them? Did they prepare the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded them or not? And indeed, they did not. They did not. And we have to speak about that. We have to speak about that. That doesn't mean that if I hold them accountable that I should not be doing anything me as a person. No, me as an individual. I can do. The people in Syria, the people in South Turkey, they need all the help and the support. This, what happened is beyond the capability of Turkey and the northern part of Syria. This requires an ummah. This requires the resources of the ummah, all of it from Indonesia to Morocco. A Muslim ummah. Anyone who says, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu Muhammad Rasulullah, he has a responsibility to them. He has a responsibility financially, dua, whatever it is, to get there and support them and help them. But at the same time, this is just a temporary solution. You have to look for the complete solution. The complete solution is going back and living under the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Going back and uniting the lands of Islam, all of it, under one leader who 
fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't fear Europe or the United States or Australia or, or Russia or whatever. He doesn't fear all these powers. He only fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That was Umar and that was the response of Umar bin Khattab radiallahu anhu to stuff like that. So we Muslims have to come back into this realization. Without that, we will stay and continue calamity after calamity, disaster after disaster. And we sit and we repeat the same thing. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us all. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give the sabr to the ones who went through this calamity. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us and forgive all the Muslimin. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.